I'm Haley, and I am the sister. And I'm Zach, the brother. And, and this is... Laughing at Ourselves. Welcome to our podcast about movies. Each month, one of us chooses a theme, and we do deep dives into films that are important to us. But before we jump in, Haley, I feel like we need to catch up a little bit. How's yeah. it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Excited about these movies, but uh, we always try to start off our podcast before we do our deep dive with just a little pop culture corner where we yes. talk about what else we've been into because we're going to be real nerds and just talk about a movie for a long period of time. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about other media. So yes. what, what do you got? What, what are you bringing today? So since our theme references for this week, I should say, references Timothy Chalamet, he guides us through adolescence. Uh, he has a small part in the two movies we'll be discussing, but I decided that why not bring him into our pop culture corner? So here is Timmy T with statistics. Yeah. Can we hear it? What are we listening to, Haley? <laughs> so apparently, um, Zach didn't know anything about Timothy Chalamet before we started this. He thought he was going to be this jerk that he's referenced to in all of these movies. But in reality, he's just this really awkward guy. So he, I guess during his senior year of high school, he uh, made a music video for a statistics project. And he ended up getting a D in it, but that was the production of um, his song Statistics. <laughs> and I'm sure Miss Loughton, his uh, statistics teacher, was real proud. So. so not only is he a great actor, but a... A musician. A one-hit wonder. <laughs> a one-hit wonder. Nice. Yes. Um, for me, a uh, thing I'm kind of really into right now that's surprising is uh, the show Big Mouth on Netflix. Oh, that's one Have of my favorite mo like shows ever. Yeah. I was very much against watching it. What? I, you haven't I, seen it since then? I had never seen it. Oh, my um, gosh. I'd avoided it, and I thought it, like, I had seen an episode, and I thought it was just going to be, like, South Park, where it was just gross and crude no. for no reason, and it's actually really well written, and it really gets, <laughs> it, this is unintentionally uh, hitting our theme of, like, coming of age, but it's very accurate in its depiction of middle school and what it's yes. like to I, I, i'm currently we're my wife and i are currently on the second season and <laughs> a character has been introduced called the shame wizard and yes <laughs> it is such a like it could have been one episode as a one like one character one storyline but the fact that they keep it around and they talk about like the new feeling of shame you feel in middle school it's it's very interesting. So that, yes. the, I don't know, there's, they I had a whole Maya really cool. In it. Oh, Maya Rudolph's amazing. Yes. They have a very cool episode that's like very clearly meant to make fun of Saturday morning cartoons and they do it on Planned Parenthood, but it's also <laughs> like just really well written and informative. I don't know. 
we're, oh, yeah. I, we're really into it. So it's a um, very accurate depiction of puberty and what you go yes. through. And it's, it's, they do it so well. Yes. Me and Michael so, always make fun of, well, not make fun of, we love the way Maya Rudolph says bubble bath. <laughs> That's our favorite thing yeah. ever. <laughs> Maya Rudolph clearly is having a blast with that show. Yes, so. I love the hormone monsters. So good. <laughs> All right. So, Haley, we, you've already mentioned we both kind of talked about our theme of uh, coming of age. Um, we've. Is there anything else we need to say about it? I mean, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I guess we can just explain kind of what the movie's about. So Sersha Ronan is a senior in this movie who's struggling with her identity. She's trying to go into schools or see what colleges she's interested in um, and trying to also be unique during all of this. And it's just kind of failing for her. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I, I mean, I think that's it. It's the it's the classic, like, I have to define myself and be unique yeah. senior year, but you're also painfully awkward because you don't know what you're doing. And I I mean, the movie's title comes from the weird name she gives herself where she wants everyone to call her Ladybird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I think it's important to also note that this movie takes place in 2002. So there are some, differences i think cell phones are just becoming a thing really and yeah yeah um this movie was uh written and directed by greta gerwig this was her first solo uh directing uh feature she'd done some acting she had co-directed something before um was reading so they made this movie on a 10 million dollar budget and it made seventy nine million. Wow! Back, so I mean, this is, this was a hit when it came out. Um, it, I mean, it's got a lot of it got a lot of award kind of talk, especially for Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf, who is the mom. Um, I I was reading that. Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan met at like a film festival or something and she she was telling Saoirse, Ger, Greta Gerwig was telling Saoirse Ronan about this movie and they actually went up to Greta's hotel room and started reading the script and she knew, Greta Gerwig knew within like two pages that Saoirse Ronan was the person who needed to play Lady Bird. Oh, that's so awesome. It's cool that they like they knew what they were doing kind of right away. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a pretty straightforward movie. Uh, it's supposed to be like semi autobiographical for Greta Gerwig. None of the things actually specifically happened to her, Mm -hmm. but it's very much like influenced by her life. And I mean, the big thing about this movie is that it's, the relationship between her and her mom. And I think that's going to be one of the big things we talk about (laughs) in today's episode, because it is a very real and well-written, but complicated relationship (laughs) between the mom and, uh, Lady Bird. 
Yeah, this movie made me want to apologize to my mother. This was my second time watching it. And uh, I guess the first time I was on an airplane, I think, when I watched it. So this time it was a lot more focused. Uh, So it made me realize all of the cringy and horrible things I said as a teenager where I was just awful. And it... (laughs) brought me down that dark path but it was also very heartwarming too she has her moments where she isn't horrible but yep yeah so typical teenager yes (laughs) now you we were talking off mic about um this movie and how you didn't know who laurie metcalf was and she is actually the mom in all of the toy story movies that's so cool she's been doing those movies since they started in the 90s so um yeah she's a big like theater actress and she's done a lot of small things but she she was i think rightfully nominated did she win for this she should have she should have she was great i don't think she may not have won but anyway um it was nominated for Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Actress, and Supporting Actress. But it didn't win any categories. It's wild that that movie did not win a single award. Yeah, it was really good. Um, what else? This movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can, I think we can kind of jump in. Well, I wanted to discuss the first main point is, of course, this is about a senior trying to be unique. And I think it's important just to talk about how awful she was to her family um, and just the normal teenage behavior. I want to go where there is culture. She. Oh, yes. (laughs) I want to be in New York City. It's my tradition to run for office. She says this to her principal. Don't worry, I won't win. (laughs) She just wants to be odd. She wants to be in mathletes, and she's terrible at math. So they end up putting her in theater, which is a much better fit. Mm -hmm. I love... um, I just love all of the little things that she says that make me think back to that time when I was in... Well, when I was a teenager, like when she wants to make an entrance down the spiral staircase and she's mad she doesn't have a spiral (laughs) staircase for prom. Yep. (laughs) Just little like things like that. Her reactions when she gets her first kiss, it's just this excitement. And you kind of forget about those little firsts and you have all those firsts during that time. So I thought she did a wonderful job expressing all of those emotions. Agreed. Yeah, I... Saoirse Ronan, the more I watch her stuff, I, it's, it is wild to me. I mean, I know she's been nominated, but I'm, I also can't believe that she hasn't won an award for some of the yeah. stuff that she's done. Um, she's so good in this. She is... Her, her chemistry with Laura, uh, the mom is amazing. Like, they play so well off of one another. Um... Yeah, no, it's like it's interesting to see with her 
and I think this is true for kind of all teenagers in their senior year, that they can be horrible mm -hmm. even to the people that they love. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm thinking of the, the scene where the cast list goes up mm -hmm. and she says something very degrading to her friend. Um, it's Julie. Yeah. Ju uh, it's um, her, Julie the actress's Steffens. name is, yeah, the actress is Jonah Hill's sister. Oh, wow. That, yeah, okay, she's that in makes books, sense. They do uh, look alike. Be Beanie Feldstein. She's in Booksmart. Um, yeah, that's Jonah Hill's sister. Um, but yeah, she has the... Uh, yeah, she's just horrible to her friend and says something where she she's like, I can't believe in you. You got it. I, I can't remember the specific line, but she says it and she's looking off and you can see her friend is crushed, mm -hmm. but still excited that she has the lead in the play. So, Yes. And another comment that stuck out to me was when she's trying to find out if she got into this big prep school and her ethnicity into why he got in. It was just Oh, it was so wrong. It was such a teenage moment to me when she didn't get in. And he's like, you're implying that I got in because of my race. It was just oh, very yes, shitty. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, I, yeah. When that came on, I was like, whoa, I forgot about that. What a horrible thing to say. Yeah, there's... She she says something early on, and I I think it it fits in well with what you're talking about. This like, you kind of become an asshole towards the end of your senior year when you want to move out onto your own. Mm -hmm. When um, she is conspiring with her dad to set up financial aid applications for schools out on the East Coast, mm -hmm. and she says please don't talk to mom about this right now. And he's like, well, we should probably tell her. And she says, no, we need to do this in secret. I don't want her to blow up, which is why I don't want to fight about it before I have to. She is making choices to like, that she knows is going to cause a fight, mm -hmm. but she's still doing it. And she's just being strategic. Like you're thinking ahead about what you want and not how it's going to affect the other people. So oh, yeah. it's just... <laughs> It's, I should also say that she is not very, uh, she's just, she's not good at school. <laughs> the counselor no. was laughing and being realistic when they're talking about her college options, which I thought was the funniest scene ever. <laughs> Who has ever had like a counselor just be honest with them? Like, uh, no, you can't do that. Like what? Yes. Well, and I think it's, I think it's also a testament to Saoirse Ronan's performance in this that like Lady Bird kind of is the worst, you know, there's, I knew people in high school like this, mm -hmm. but she's still a sympathetic character. Oh yeah. You, I, I don't, throughout this movie, I don't hate Lady Bird. I just feel bad for her because I know she's making decisions that she's going to regret later. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's obviously not a bad person she's just so clearly a high school student who does not know when to like sh when to shut up <laughs> no i 
um, to go off of her relationship with her parents, one scene that I really liked, and it hit me hard, was when it was the prom scene and Timothy Chalamet pulls up and he honks. And the dad says to her, you're not going to go into a, a guy's car that honks, are you? She's like, yeah, I think I'm going to. Kind of made me think back to when I was her age and I would go inside of a car or inside of a car where a guy would honk. Like, what? Yeah, like, now it, we know. But it just, like, those little things where it's like, oh, my gosh, that that hit. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I get that. Uh, I, I know Timothy Chalamet is kind of like the connecting tissue between the movies we're doing. And I, in the next couple movies we're going to be talking about, I'm really excited to talk about his character. Mm -hmm. But in this one, he is the character that I hated the most. Oh, yes. I mean, the, <laughs> the honking at the car, the... Um, he lied to her about losing his virginity, too, which I thought was very manipulative. Like, we see that, it clearly. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, the I wrote down any teenage boy that says, that calls a woman who, a, a peer, uh, a good girl is a fucking creep. <laughs> like, I, that's what I put down. That's like, funny. him calling her a good girl, and then him lying about being a virgin, and then... When he gets called out on his shit, he brings up the Iraq war to deflect, like... I wanted to bring up the good girl part because that was a TikTok theme for a while. People would have that, like, little snippet where he says, good girl. It, so she's saying she doesn't have a phone in this part, and he says, good girl, to that. And these girls are reacting on TikTok by throwing their phone, like, across the room, like, throwing their phones in the trash. It's hilarious, but, like, I don't know. It's really gross, though. You're right. But oh, it was a I, funny no, and theme. I, I get for, like, the high school mindset, and, you know, he's trying to seem like he's in college. He talks about how, um, you know, you can't have a cell phone and you have to hand roll your own cigarettes. And, so like, gross. he's just the douchiest douche yeah and oh. during the prom scene too where none of them wanted to go to prom and like who doesn't want to go to prom like you're crazy he doesn't want to go to prom and he also does he does something that that is a reference to my maybe my favorite scene in the movie um and maybe we come back to it but um <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, no, we can I mean, we can talk about it now. I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, but that's okay. I Usually we try to do like three things. Mhm. Mm but I I read in an interview that she Greta Gerwig wanted this to feel like a memory, like this mm -hmm. movie to like be shot and feel like a memory. And I feel like it very much is where it's just that senior year blurs together. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a moment, you know, Haley, I know that you're the same, where um, you and I are very much into music as it pertains to certain times in your life, mm -hmm. you know, where things really stick out for a specific song. And 
the scene at the beginning where Lady Bird and Julie are laying on the ground and they're listening to Dave Matthews Band. Is it when they're eating the uh, communion <laughs> um, waiters? No, no, that that's very funny. But but the song that is playing that they're like, I love this song so much. And then when they're on their way to prom. Oh, yes. And, and Timothy Chalamet was like, I fucking hate this song. And she says, I love it. And that's her like cue to go find her friend, Julie. Yeah. I, so were you, are you familiar with that song? No. The, okay. So that is, the song is Crash by Dave Matthews Band. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the nineties, Dave Matthews Band was huge to the point where it kind of became a parody and people started making fun of that song, the song that plays in the movie. And there's something I think so wonderful about Greta Gerwig using that song because while people make fun of Dave Matthews, sometimes he like writes good music, like he writes enjoyable stuff. And so those two friends are having just a really great moment together listening to a song that is kind of kind of okay and then to hear the cool kids who even at that time are like this song sucks this is just like dad rock when it's it was clearly an important song for those friends mm -hmm. i don't know i i even saw reviews where people made fun of that the fact that that song is on and that like people were talking about in theaters how people would laugh when that song comes on and it's kind of funny that yeah it's dave matthews but it's also i think very sweet mm -hmm. i don't know why but that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie it's them just like singing along to that song that felt so real to me and then when it's brought back for her realization that she needs to be with her friend uh, that that's my favorite part of this movie mm -hmm. My favorite scene to um, go off of yours, it, it was when her friend was her first boyfriend, who is played by Lucas Hedges. Am I right? I believe so, yes. Okay. And she is, well, they were dating and everything, and she found out he was gay by her walking into the boys' bathroom and him seeing him kiss another uh, castmate from their theater. Yep. But anyway, she was very hurt by it, and she. he later went and visited her just to see if she was okay. And she said, like, something really offensive, but he just started crying, saying, you know, you're not going to tell anyone, are you? She's like, no, of course not. I don't know. That scene just broke my heart, just that her comforting him and just... Like it was, it was mean what he did. But at the end of the day, that's not him, and that's totally okay. And it was just how she was there for him. She switched gears. Like, yes, I'm here. I'm not gonna tell anyone. You are safe. Yes, that instant switch. I, and I think it's inter Like, it's interesting to talk about. You know, it it was bad of him to kiss someone else, but it's while also they were dating. Yeah. while they were dating. But it's very much like that identity thing that you're trying to figure out about yourself mm -hmm. and he's figuring it out. And the scene in the back, in the alley, you're right, is is one of the best scenes in the movie 
because this is what I was talking about, why you don't hate Lady Bird in this movie, because she sees someone who is in pain Mm -hmm. and who is going through not, they're not going through the same thing, but it's still the identity. And she, without missing a beat is like, Nope, I got you. Yeah. I'm here for you. I'm not going to tell anyone. And then they're just friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful scene. Yeah, made me cry. I was like, oh my gosh, when she just like took him in. Like, that was amazing acting right there. Yep. Um, Love that scene. Yes. And then since we do come up with three points, my other point that I wanted to bring up was the mom and daughter relationship. It makes me... It's very similar to how I treated my mom. And I even, like, apologized to her after I watched this movie. <laughs> I was just like, I was so awful. I'm so sorry. Like, I remember there was a dressing room scene in this movie. It reminded me of a memory when I was, um, I don't know, my when I was horrible, it was, like, through the ages of 7th and 8th grade. And I invited my mom into the dressing room because I wanted her advice on what looked good. So that scene where she comes out of the dressing room and the mom says, it's pink. With that dress she was wearing, she's just like, I just want you to say you like it. I want you to. It just brought up so many memories. It's like, oh, my gosh, this feels like us. And when she says to her mom, do you like me? She's like, oh, I love you. She's like, yeah, but do you like me? There was no comment from the mom. Oh, my gosh. That was just I felt all the feels there. Yep. (laughs) Well, and that, I mean, that also, that scene had one of my contenders for, like, my quote of the movie that I'll just share now. Yeah. Which was, don't you think they're the same love and attention? Mm Mm-hmm. And it, like, I think it's very interesting. It's obvious why we, I think, saved the mother-daughter relationship. I mean, that's the whole movie, but... There's so much to talk about. I, one of the things I wrote down is that for for those two, it seems like fighting just mm-hmm. becomes how they talk to one another. Mm-hmm. It's just their version of conversation. And as kind of a link to the, the dressing room scene, when they're at the... Um, there's There's an earlier scene where they're at a thrift store and they're going through like a clothes rack and they're just bickering with one another and they're Mm -hmm. going back and forth and back and forth. And, and then all of a sudden she finds a dress and she holds it up and they both go, Oh, I love that. And it just ends (laughs) like, there's no like big blow up or no, I'm sorry. It's just, that's how they communicate is Mm -hmm. they, is they're fighting. And so yes, it is like, it's really sad when she's, trying to like get her mom to just say please tell me you just like this mm-hmm. and it yeah <laughs> no i get yeah. that i've i mean i've got memories like that with with mom as well of saying things that you know as they're leaving you know as the words are leaving your mouth you're like this is just the shittiest thing i'm saying and i'm a terrible yes. person and yeah. <laughs> The shame wizard is sitting over my head, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it, like, I get it. I. Yes. Um, also, I like how when no one else is allowed to smack talk her mom besides her, whenever 
anyone else brings up, um, one person said, your mom's hard on you. And she's like, no, my mom just loves me. But every yep. single time she had an excuse for her mom. No one else could do any wrong, like, talking about her mom besides, like, her or, you know what I mean. Yep. No, I mean, I, that's also true to life. Like, you can complain about your own parents all the time. You can complain about your family. But as soon as someone starts to say something, it's you're ready to start fight, <laughs> start fighting. So, yes, there's another scene with the mom that really stuck out to me that I, I don't think I noticed the first time around. I mean, I, I was aware of it, but when um, when her first first boyfriend comes to her house for the first time mm -hmm. and says oh I get it now she always said I'm from the wrong side of the tracks mm -hmm. and you guys are literally over train tracks that's funny I was gonna bring that up but yeah you're right <laughs> when, when she when he says that and it cuts to the mom and you I didn't catch this the first time but her face twitches Mm -hmm. And it's like she's been smacked mm -hmm. because it's just more fuel on the fire of her daughter is just not happy. And her daughter is constantly saying bad things about her and the life that they're trying to give. Like it's they could have done so much more. And I know they bring it up later, but that is, I think, such a well done moment of just a. A smack in the face. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. That's was the big turning point for her. And it's sad to see how much these parents provide for Lady Bird, but nothing that they can do can make her happy, which is also really sad because you find out later on the dad is depressed and... Um, the mom and he gets laid off too yep it's all very difficult yeah i with with the the dad being depressed and um the mom lashing out more and more mm -hmm. sometimes for no reason one thing that i wrote down is that something this movie does so well is when you start to learn that your parents aren't perfect mm, and yeah. that fights that you have with them are clearly about something else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you spend a lot of your time thinking your parents are uh, not everybody. So, you know, I think you and I were lucky enough to have families where, you know, everyone was, moderately happy and good to each other you know some yeah. people don't have this but you think for some time that your parents are at least decent or the moral standard to follow mm -hmm. and then you figure out that they are not perfect they're human and sometimes yeah. that's a little devastating and I think this movie does that so well without it really calling it out that you know especially in an age group where, you know, some parents grew up hearing that therapy is bad for you, that mm -hmm. it's wrong to go to therapy, so people kind of just shove shit down. Mm -hmm. You really see that on display. And I just, like, I always think that's an interesting thing in stories when 
when kids start to figure out that their parents are human and mm. not the gold standard. You know, they there's still someone to aspire to. You know, I still look mm-hmm. up to our parents, but mm-hmm. it's also just I think interesting to see them as human instead of it's mom and dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally so. agree. Yeah. Um I liked how they did have good moments. Like she was there when she lost her virginity. She just held on to her because she was crying because Timothy was being a dick, yep. <laughs> lying about it. And then I also like that their little bonding thing is going to open houses. Yes. I thought that was, it makes me sad, but happy at the same time. Cause it's just this fantasy of being able to live a lifestyle like that. And it's also kind of st- sad cause they'll probably never get that. Yeah. It's, it's a nice bit of escapism. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, their relationship is so good. I feel like we've unintentionally watched three movies now where the child and the parent figures are so cl- well written that it feels like they are actual children and parents, like that they're actually related because they the traits follow off one another so well. And when, just like with Lady Bird, like, you don't hate Lady Bird because she has the amazing moments where she's supportive of her friend. And you don't hate the mom, even though she may be mean sometimes, she shows up for her kid when her kid is at her lowest point, which mm-hmm. is after uh, Douchewad McDickhead <laughs> kind of just reads a book after trying to yeah like after tricking her into i don't know i hated it <laughs> i hate him no in this. i hated him in that yes um but my next main point if you don't have anything to add else for the Mm-mm. mother and daughter is the whole movie she is discussing how much she hates sacramento and her teacher is reading like saying that she's talks about Sacramento and explains it as if it's a love. And I thought that was so interesting that the way she wrote about it, she actually loves Sacramento. And it takes her until she gets to New York to see it. And I just thought that was so... Because we spend all of this time when we are at our hometowns, like, oh, I hate this place. I hate it. I hate it. And some people do or whatever, but she actually loved her hometown. And I thought that was a really cool twist. Yeah, it's, no, I think that's really well done. I mean, Greta Gerwig has talked about how she wants to do a series of movies about Sacramento. Like, Mm -hmm. she wants to have more stuff, because that's where she's from, I believe. But I, yeah, I mean, you, you don't realize how you feel about home until you leave, you know? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I... I'll talk more about the ending because I, I want to let you talk about this this bit about Sacramento because it, it is very interesting that it's her. She clearly loves this place. 
she mentions that Sacramento is the Midwest of California. <laughs> and us being from the Midwest, we're just like, wow, that's an insult right there. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, don't get me wrong. Iowa, I mean, it was a great place to grow up. I, do I want to live there? No. Nope. <laughs> but that's like the biggest insult you can ever give to a city. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what you thought about that line. Oh, no, I, I felt that, too. And, <laughs> and I, I guess maybe the last point that I want to talk about, you know, when we get to the end of this is how much I, I identified with the very end with her mm -hmm. just quickly moving and leaving because that's what happened to me. Oh, yeah, and that so, was. But, um, no, it's it's clear that she, she, do, she doesn't hate Sacramento. She just hates the idea of not being able to grow. Mm -hmm. And so growing means going to New York, which mm -hmm. is where all the cool people are. Getting but, culture. <laughs> getting culture, but, like... You can get plenty of culture still. It, it's it, people should leave their homes. Oh yeah. Obviously, but it's. It would be interesting to see a movie where she like where the character Lady Bird, returns to Sacramento years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, my last point, just to cover this, is she's trying to find little pieces of home to help comfort her and she goes to the church even though she's not religious by any means she goes to the church and there's this really amazing scene where she has the way that her makeup is portrayed she has mascara running down she's like behind this uh glass the stained glass and it makes she looks like a bird did you yeah. notice that i didn't i'll have to go back and watch that we'll have to post it but it's so cool but I want to hear your main point. Oh, well, I mean, to that, I mean, with, with the whole church scene, I feel like you have to talk about the phone call to the mom. I mean, that is so well done when mm -hmm. she calls her mom and has to leave a message, but it's very much, she's talking about that love of Sacramento, you know, mm -hmm. the first time that she was driving. This is the end of the movie where she's, you know, like you were saying, she's realizing that she kind of, misses home a little bit you get homesick and she's just it's such a nice way to kind of cap that off that it, it's not saying goodbye but it's like i i love you mom thank you for what you've done and you know mm -hmm. she starts shedding the ladybird persona and and focusing in on who she actually is you know christine the name that you gave me um I don't know. I love that. And I mean, to, to my point that I was mentioning, you know, she, she finds out that she's going to college in New York and very quickly, like it cuts from her getting that acceptance to her being packed and then her gone mm -hmm. that you don't see the, like too much of, of there's only like 15 minutes of the movie left when she finds out. Mm -hmm. And when I got when I graduated from college, I was in a summer job, and I was trying to figure out work. And then I very suddenly got offered a job in Arizona. Mm -hmm. 
and within a matter of weeks, I was moving. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like, because... It was really I had, fast. I had to be there for the last week of July, because I had gotten a teaching job. And so, like, I remember calling Dad and saying, hey, I just was offered a job in Arizona. And I was lucky that you guys were super supportive and you took me to the airport and everyone kind of hung out with me. But that part, watching it again this time, kind of hit me hard of like, it's a cool moment for me, but what does that mean for the family that you're leaving? Because the dad walks her in through the security gate, but the mom just can't process that things are happening so quickly that she doesn't even get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that hit me hard just because it was yeah. similar to what I experienced. And, you know, I, I don't know if you remember much of that. Oh, from I what do. I left. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard. Imagine like some, like we, you know, we grew up together and you're just gone. It's like, I couldn't like, you know, go downstairs and be like, Hey Zach, what's up? It was, yeah. uh, yeah, that was really tough, but, uh, dad lightened it up by once you left the security gates oh don't worry i put a gun in his back (laughs) (laughs) sounds like bridesmaid scene and we were just all (laughs) laughing and crying at the same time (laughs) so yes that's that's kind of our dysfunctional but great family (laughs) indeed indeed yes I don't think I don't think uh, we ever had any blow-ups to the degree that Lady Bird had, but I no. think it's still there's the things that you say that you know, like oh, I shouldn't have done that. This oh was such gosh. a good movie. This was such a good movie. It hurt me watching it this time. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know if I yeah. could watch this movie again because she <laughs> reminds me so much of me just being a little terror. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I I texted you about this after we, because the next movie we're going to talk about is Little Women, mm-hmm. um, Greta Gerwig's other uh, movie that just came out last year. And I texted you, I don't know if you saw this, I said, she may become a director that I just, I have to watch all of her films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said that, and then I looked up what her next film was. Have you seen this? No. She well, she is writing with her partner, not her husband, her partner, Noah uh-huh. Bombach. Uh, Noah Bombach did Marriage Story, the movie that came out last year. Oh, did you yes, see that? with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and Adam Driver. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's it's good, but he and Greta Gerwig are writing, and she is possibly directing the Barbie movie. Oh boy. Yes. And the they apparently have an actress slated to play Barbie and it's Margot Robbie. Oh thank God, because before they were gonna have Amy Schumer play her. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Thank God. I love Margot yep. Robbie. She can do no wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um is there anything else that you'd like to talk about for Ladybird? I do not have anything else. I mean, great movie. Two thumbs up. Five stars. This was, like, just so well done. 
I loved mm-hmm. this movie. I loved revisiting it, and it was very interesting watching this and then following it up with Little Women, which we'll talk about next episode. Um, yeah, I I really don't have any complaints for this movie. It was very good. Yes, and our next movie, going off of the Timothy Chalamet Guides Us Through Adolescence, is Little Woman that we'll be discussing. Excited. Um, and Call Me By Your Name. Yep, which, um, so Little Women, it was the first time you, yeah, uh, Haley had seen it. Time. And then neither of us have seen Call Me By Your Name, so excited for that. But, um, yes. Let's see. Please rate and subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate appreciate you listening. Um, and if you could give us some stars, let us know what you think. Uh, that'd be great. And please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at us laughing at us and join our Facebook group. Tell your neighbor's dog that we say hello. <laughs> Tell him he's a good boy. Yes, that too. Or good give girl. him a treat. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Laughing at Ourselves. Bye. Bye, guys.